you. Good morning. Um, I am supposed to sort of uh, give you my life story and uh, how I succeed. Uh, I think in about six or eight minutes, you are, I think, already have heard sort of half of it, or at least the beginning uh, of my career as a designer. Perhaps I should sort of talk to you about my big break and how it really started. I, you know, the time where I came into the United States, sort of the big, big fashion, the big trend was white ties. And, uh, <laughs> and I have just this extraordinary idea that I really believe in narrow ties. <laughs> and so I thought that perhaps if I could convince not Bloomingdale's but Sachs that narrow ties were in, that I could succeed. Uh, we all have really very, very proud of the great success of Ralph Lauren because uh, he really has made a, a tremendous impact in our industry. Um, my beginnings were quite different. Uh, I come from the Dominican Republic where I was born. I wanted to be, I mean, a painter, as has already been mentioned. Um, times uh, were difficult. Um, I have, but I have always had great faith in me and in the things that I wanted to do. Um, I went to Spain to study art. I wanted to be, I mean, a painter. Probably, you know, I never really was exposed into fashion. I am really what you call a late bloomer because I was never exposed into fashion until, my, until I was 20 years old. I come from a country where there was no any tradition for, you know, for fashion. And uh, uh, so I, I hadn't even, even heard about it in spite of my six sisters. Um, but uh, working in Spain, living in Spain, and trying to make a living in Spain, uh, by accident practically, I became a fashion illustrator because I could draw very well, trying to find some practical aspects to, to my talent uh, uh, as, as a painter. And this led me to work uh, in one of the very top houses in Spain, and certainly one of the greatest designers of the world at that point, which was Balenciaga. Uh, I'm, I'm, I have always been extremely lucky in my life as to the sense that I have always sort of landed in the right job at the right time. Um, I worked for Valenciaga in Madrid, and that, in a sense, was my way of learning my, my profession, because, in fact, I never went before to a fashion school. I didn't have the time to, to do it, and by the time I wanted to do it, it was too late. So I, I worked for Valenciaga, and then, uh, Knowing that fashion was something that probably I could do and do well, and that I was interested in, I decided that the place to go was Paris. So I went to Paris uh, with an armload of, uh, of sketches, and when looking for a job, professional, is that, you know, we always feel that we need a recommendation to open some doors, and in fact, only our knowledge and only what we can give open those doors. If we are extremely convinced of what we can do and that we do, we can do it well, 
that will open the doors to any fashion, young fashion designer. I always tell him, don't, you don't need a recommendation. You need a good portfolio. But that landed me in New York after Paris in 1963. Our industry then was a very, very different industry. A designer at that point was someone working in the back. Most of the labels, uh, the names on the labels were the names uh, of the manufacturers. And, uh, and slowly, the designers became into their own. And today, all the big fashion labels are really uh, the name of the designers themselves. Uh, that, in a sense, has sort of won to us a certain respectability. Um, I have to mention, of course, that I am sort of the perfect example that the impossible is possible, uh, especially in a city like New York. Most of my, my fellow uh, you know, Latin uh, friends and, and uh, people from my own nationality and other people from Latin countries always think that being Latin is a, is, a, is a drawback in a city like New York, that it's difficult to make it in a city like New York if, if you are a Hispanic. I always felt very strongly and very proud of my background, and I always felt that, my, in fact, my background was an asset. In fact, after 25 years in the United States, people think that I keep my accent because that is sort of part of my job and, uh, and part of my charm. Um, you know, the most important thing is really the sense of time. Um, I remember when I was very young and I saw that time was going so slowly, and then I remember when time goes so fast. And it never, time ever ran at my own pace. And uh, it's so important at this time in your life to have the proper sense of time because it's not always going to be there. When we talk about success, we today associate success with making money. Um, and obviously, money is important, but it's important to remember the proper balance. You know, the best advice that I can give to anyone, my, my biggest reward to what I have done is that today I can share with other people. I, you know, I love children. I adopted a son which today is seven years old. I have uh, a, a sort of an orphanage in the Dominican Republic where I take care of about 400 children. And that to me is sort of my biggest reward for having succeeded at what I do and giving me the opportunity to share with others. Uh, you know, for my son, what I want is my biggest hope is that he will be a happy man, that he will be a compassionate man, and that he will be a man of honor. And I'm open for questions now. Thank you.
We have about two minutes, so maybe one, possibly two questions. We'll start right here in front, please. Hello, my name is Jeanette Pales from Puerto Rico. And uh, what, what kind of difficulties, if any, did you find to enter the glamorous and selective world of fashion being a Hispanic? It's difficult to hear with the uh, feedback. Could you repeat that just a little slower, please? Okay. What, what kind of difficulties, if any, did you find to enter the glamorous and selective world of fashion being a Hispanic? Being Hispanic, what difficulties did you find in it? You know, I said before, I really did not encounter any difficulty. I think that, uh, you know, New York certainly, uh, though I was, in a sense, you know, worried about it, never for one second I ever felt that I was being, uh, uh, you know, that I wasn't getting, that I wasn't getting the right recognition because I was a Latin, but on the contrary. And I think that um, you have to use it as an asset and not think that is, a, a, that is, a, a, is, is something that is going to hold you back. One more question in the back on this side, please. I don't know. I guess maybe a couple of us girls would like to know this. In the late 80s and early 90s, we've seen a resurgence of 60s clothing, a retro kind of fashion trend. What do you think the next age is going to come back to, like in the late 90s? Are we going to start seeing flapper clothing or 40s? <laughs> I hope not. You know, uh, I, I, I really, uh, you know, even when you see today clothes that are inspired by the 60s, they in fact have nothing to do with the 60s, you know, because, you know, technology make clothes different. And, uh, and the clothes, you know, 50 years from now, the 60-inspired clothes of the 90s will be recognized as clothes of the 90s because, you know, uh, though we might go back, you know, in time for inspiration, the fact is that clothes always look exactly the period that they were created. Thank you. 